Well, hello there. You're listening to the Mission on Stage podcast. Lakeside Church's mission is to transform as many people as possible into passionate and productive followers of Jesus. This podcast is dedicated to this mission and understanding it more through stories of the people of Lakeside who are living it out. This is Pastor John Voles of Lakeside, and today my guest is Ed Kelly. He is the president of Heart of Folsom. Uh, They're an organization that is dedicated to assisting those experiencing homelessness in the city of Folsom towards self-sufficiency and greater independence. They are a group of volunteer members of various churches that have come together to take very proactive steps to address the issue of homelessness in our city. Well, hey, everybody, this is John. Welcome to our very first podcast. I have a friend of mine here with me today. His name is Ed Kelly, and Ed is the president of Heart of Folsom. That's H-A-R-T. It's a playful acronym uh, that stands for Homeless Assistance Resource Team, right? You know an E is missing in that heart, right? Yes, I do. Okay, good. All right. (laughs) And Ed and I, uh, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Thank hey, you. it's good to have you here, man. Nice to be here. Thanks, John. Uh, now, uh, truth be told, you and I have been talking for the last hour over sushi. We were. Which uh, I brought up to Ed. I said, you know, it's interesting to sit and uh, talk about the homeless over sushi. What crazy world do we live in? And you said something very interesting to me. And I was wondering if you could repeat that because I think it's helpful. Well, it's always hard to repeat exactly what you said, but... I said we should never be ashamed of the things that we have, the blessings that we're giving. It, really what makes the difference in Christ's world is what we do with those things that we're given. Right. What are you going to do with that sushi we ate? <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to energize me. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Well, so today let's talk about heart. Let's talk about what you guys are doing. Uh, and then we want to know how we can help. We want to know how we can mobilize our people here at Lakeside to be involved with the wonderful things that you're doing. Uh, I'm going to have a few questions for you today. Uh, First off, homeless in Folsom? Really? (laughs) That's a question that comes up all the time. Can you speak into that a little bit? You know, everywhere you go, there's people that uh, are downtrodden, that are um, down on their luck. And, you know, in, in Folsom, there's probably anywhere from 35 to 45 homeless people that are living on the street or in their car. And then there's additional people that kind of rotate between this friend's house and that friend's house. So there's a lot of people that are not as stable as uh, we would like to believe in Folsom. Okay, do we have uh, an idea of the total estimated homeless count for Folsom? You know, it's really hard to tell because, of course, uh, a lot of them are transient. But we can we can say that, uh, you know, 35 to 45 people are without shelter. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting because we don't really see them in this community much. Right. Right. Especially, I think, the side of town that we're on right now, uh, maybe as we get closer to Old Town, yeah. uh, historic Folsom, and along the river. I, I go for walks there in the morning yeah. and evening, and I often run into to people, mm-hmm. and uh, we've helped people down there. Uh, Hart is doing some very significant, intentional things in this community right now, and right. I'm wondering if we could unpack those things, maybe starting with 
the winter shelter program? Okay. Well, um, HART does quite a few things. The, uh, the idea is to reach out to the homeless. One of the programs that we do that to meet the immediate needs during the coldest, wettest time of the year, we run a winter shelter program that houses the people overnight at a local church. Um, we've got right now seven churches that have signed up to host one or two weeks where they will take in people at 6.30 in the evening, have dinner with them, converse with them, give them a warm, comfortable, safe place to sleep overnight, get them up early in the morning, maybe give them a takeaway breakfast, and send them on their way by 6.30. So it's mm. a, basically it's a 12-hour respite. But during that time, we get to know those people. We get to see what their life is about and see how we can help them. Right. That's awesome. Now, this is probably not fair, but over and over again, we get the question when we talk about helping the homeless here. Um, people have questions about safety. Um, and the not fair part of that is probably that I think where the place everybody goes to in their mind immediately is homeless equals uh, somehow unstable uh, or unsafe. Can you speak into that a bit? Yeah, most of uh, most of the homeless are pretty safe people. They There are those that have some issues and problems. Uh, we work very closely with the police department to identify those, and those we'll be a lot more cautious with and let the police department handle some of those. But on a regular basis, these are people with everyday lives that are just trying to, to make themselves better and to, to get back on their feet. Um, they are in a position where they they're looking for safety as well. In fact, it's it's funny that you say that uh, we're concerned of safety because a lot of times when we open one of the winter shelters, they're hesitant to come in because they're not sure if it's safe. What are these people going to do to us? What is, mm. you know? So they are as concerned with that as, as we are. And we, we do interview the, each person that comes in every night before they go to the, to the host church. And we make a determination if they're eligible to, to participate in the program. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is under the influence to the point that it's going to cause problems or if they've got maybe some district, uh, you know, mental illness issues that are exposed. But we have ways to get them resources, um, but they may not stay in the winter shelter that night. Right. When I think of what it means to be a passionate and productive follower of Jesus. I think of what's happening right now with heart Ed, and what you're doing because especially the productive part. Correct. So one of your, your goals I know for heart is to assist in meeting basic needs, which is one of those things that a winter shelter would do, Correct. but also to encourage movement out of homelessness. How do you approach that? Sometimes people get into a situation where, where they've just hit a do- downward spiral, and um, they they don't necessarily enjoy being out on the street, but they do it to make it work. Bringing somebody alongside next to them and helping them with those little steps to start getting out of that downward spiral. Simple things like getting a driver's license, getting their social security card, helping them set up a, an email account, develop a, a resume, Maybe, you know, set them up with uh, job interviews, things like that, where you can kind of come alongside of them, become a mentor, become a friend, become a resource for them. That's that's how we do it. We do it one person at a time. It takes 
it takes a person helping another person to get to the next level. Hmm. What are what are some of the resources that you have available or that we are able to connect people to if they're facing homelessness? We work with uh, several different organizations that uh, that reach out for housing. Um, we do um, if there's addiction problems with alcohol or drugs, we work with the county system to get them into programs. We've got outreach uh, for mental health. We've, the, the city actually has a, um, a psychiatrist that works with the police department uh, part-time. Uh, so we have that person in the city that we can utilize if there's an, you know, a, an issue there. Hmm. Well, we just, we, we don't have all the things, but we are the coordinator of many things. We do take the time to to get people to medical appointments, to get them set up with uh, dental uh, things, uh, and some of those are are issues that inhibit somebody from moving forward. Uh, we've got a couple of men just recently that we were helping, and they had some medical issues, and it wasn't until we were able to resolve those medical issues that they were comfortable enough to apply. Hmm. They were both just hired recently, in fact, uh, Thursday of last week, so just less than a week ago, and they're both now working. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, so helping people find gainful employment yes, is another one of your goals. Correct. And it sounds like you're, you're seeing yeah, that we, come to fruition. We are uh, constantly looking for opportunities to find housing for people and to find uh, jobs for people, because that's really the key to helping them get back on their feet. Okay, so let's talk about affordable housing uh, for a little bit. Okay. Uh, you told me a few stories over lunch uh, that were compelling and uh, super sweet stories about people, you know, you're helping them to get back on their feet. And you're also looking at the purchase of some homes, or you have like a, a long-range goal for that? Yeah, our, our idea is to start off with a transition home where we can use the home to take somebody off the street, give them a clean, safe environment to live in while we help to rebuild their life and get them going with the with the desire to get them into a house that they can afford after that a, an apartment or a shared house or something uh, the transition home is really a vital link in getting somebody out of homelessness because if they're worried about where are they going to sleep where, how are they going to be safe what are they going to eat all day long they're not looking for a job they're not they're not moving forward so we try to to get them into a safe place to do that. And then there's not a lot of affordable housing in Folsom, but we've got opportunities through some of the nonprofits that we work with and um, some unique ways of finding or creating um, housing, a shared housing model where you know a group of people rent a house and it's managed by the nonprofit. It seems like the idea of creating um affordable housing, low-income housing, it's a big deal with cities right now. You see more and more tax incentives and uh, trying to cities trying to get people to develop their property and create extra homes, granny homes, where once, once upon a time those things were frowned upon. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is changing? I think the, the focus that people are realizing that homelessness is, is a growing issue, um, just the way of society. Um, the fracture of families, the um, separation, 
from the connections that they've had where they learned life skills may not be there where they were a little more in the past. So you're seeing more people um, falling into homelessness because they, they don't have the resources they need. Uh, but the cities are realizing that they have to do something. You can't ignore it and hope that it goes away. They have to do something. And what we're trying to do is create a way to do it with the least amount of impact on society. Um, you know, having a, a group of guys in a house that they're sharing a, a, a house, each one has a bedroom and they're sharing a kitchen and things like that, and they're all kind of working as a community to move forward. You don't have the problems that you may have in a you know a, a huge, uh, large complex if uh, if we were to do those types of things. So there are ways to uh, to minimize the effect of low income housing and make it fit into a neighborhood better, make it fit into society better. Hmm. Do you have some examples of that? Um, well, you can go to some of the uh, the low income housing areas in many of the. Uh, urban areas and you can see that there's constant problems. Down in Elk Grove we were able to buy um, houses and put people in there and we have little to no problems. In fact um, I, I was able to say we had zero calls for service for the police department for uh, a number of years but recently we had two calls uh, okay. and those were, those were really eviction issues. The person was being evicted and didn't want to leave. But it wasn't you got those issues everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a it wasn't anything that was a, a big deal. But the houses that we were able to start the transition house in at Elk Grove was a fantastic model. Over a little over five years now, um, we've put fifty some people through that program and got them successfully into other housing. Got them off the street into other housing. So there's there's methods to be able to do that. So I guess our our audience should be aware that you have a law enforcement background. I do. You mentioned I, that. I retired after 30 years in law enforcement. Oh, man, that's a great career. So, Ed, here at Lakeside, we have a few ministries that were either birthed out of Lakeside mm-hmm. or that we're in close connection with. Um, Twin Lakes Food Bank, uh, Powerhouse, uh, Jesus Our Boss, Project Warmth, Higher Power Recovery Ministry. Uh, a lot of these ministries have some things in common. Uh, is there any progress um, to get everybody talking the same language, get on the same page? You know, I've already been in contact with uh, with every one of those ministries, actually. Um, as, as our name says, we're Homeless Assistance Resource Team. We are a, a resource. We use the skills and talents of those other organizations and their focus to get the help that people need, uh, whether it's uh, through Project Warmth, getting things out to the people that are on the street and supplying that, helping them identify when and where and uh, what is needed is, is one of the things that we'll be able to help with. Um, Jesus, our boss, has a, you know, a focus on mentoring people as well. They tend to um, mentor those coming out of the incarceration is the majority of their focus, but they, they are also working in a similar way that we are. Um, just each one of them, we, we have a way that we can work together. We're not trying to replace one another. We're trying to work with each mm-hmm. other. Um, oftentimes, um, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, things like that are a result or a, 
I guess, a result of being out there self-medicating on the street. So getting people off of that, it's, it's very important. I can get them into a county program to detox them, but then the follow-up is necessary, and that's what higher power is all about, getting them back into um, where they feel good about themselves, where they can operate in society, that they are back in. And that's, that's one of the things that we, we want to do, is get people back into the community. They feel very alienated when they're, when they're homeless. They, they're, they've just lost all, all contact. Yeah, I love that. It, it, you're putting skin on people. You know, yeah. you're you're bringing humanity into the equation. You're, um, you're you're talking about dignity yeah. and um, and ways forward and meaningful things in, in some very uh, rubber meets the road kind of ways. You know, it's very easy to look at somebody that's homeless and, and categorize them as, oh, he's a bum or he's, you know, n- not willing to go out there and work. But when you learn some of the backstories of how people got there, you'd be very surprised at what uh, they are able to do or what they have done and what took them to homelessness. There's many times that people are literally one paycheck away from homelessness that are sitting at our church mm-hmm. and they're by the grace of God able to make it every month but there's some of them that have fallen in and it's it's much harder to get out of that downward spiral than it is to fall into it yeah there are way more people with too much month at the end of the money than we we really yeah. care to talk about um and Folsom's an interesting community, right? Because, like, I, I live in a really small house. I enjoy my small house. Um, and there's houses that are five, six times the yeah. size of my home. And and um, that's good, not good, bad, right, or wrong. It's just but all of us, right. uh, many of us in those situations, big house, little house, are one paycheck away. Very uh, true. In, in many, many cases. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that you're bringing attention to the conversation as well as doing something, right. no, you know, that's, yeah. that's real for people. Okay, so Lakeside is one of the seven churches that is helping with the homeless, uh, with the winter shelter. Winter shelter yes. um, what are some ways, specific ways that we can get involved? Uh, what are some of the jobs you're looking to fill there's actually two sides of the winter shelter. There's the heart side, which is the coordination and the activities. And then each week that the church is going to be uh, hosting, there's a series of jobs during that week. So for the 12 weeks that we'll be uh, running the winter shelter, we're looking for people that will, um, that will volunteer once a week. And some of them are really easy jobs. It takes an hour once a week. Uh, some of them maybe two and a half hours. I think that's about the longest. Okay. Um, but we're looking for people that would uh, be willing to drive uh, some of the homeless from the intake center, which is where we screen them and, and get them approved, okay. and taken to the host church, whatever site that's going to be. So we need a driver in the morning and a driver in the evening. Or, okay. You know, so we need drivers. We also need people that uh, that have some skill with talking to uh, others and, and getting the information to work in the intake center to to be the one to kind of evaluate is this person okay is everything all right and you know we we need some people every week you know once a week just okay you know pick a day and uh, be there and 
you know, we, we would hope that the people would stay for 12 weeks in a row, but of course we know life goes on, so we'll, we'll sure. have substitutes available. And then the other position that we have, or well, so we've got a few of them, but the other one is welcoming them, welcoming them when they arrive at the new church site. Okay. So that they can get issued their sleeping bag, they're caught, uh, check them in, make sure that everything's going well. And then, you know, we've got a couple of behind-the-scenes things, too. We need somebody that's willing to take the, the sleeping bags and take them over the laundry and okay. launder them and, you know, just help us with the behind-the-scenes. You know, we need um, a couple of guys with trucks every Sunday to pick up the uh, equipment at one church and take it to the next church. Uh, there's, there's simple ways. None of it takes a lot of time. It, it's really just being out there and, you know, giving back to the community and, and sharing a little bit. Okay. When does the actual program for this winter begin? It begins December 10th. December 10th and continues through? Uh, to March 3rd, I think. Okay. 12 weeks. Yeah, 12 weeks after December 10th. Ed, can people go to the website to learn more information about how to uh, get connected with helping or what's the best way? What's the, the closest route? <laughs> the closest route is actually the website. Uh, it's heart, H-A-R-T, heartoffolsom.org. And just go on there. You'll see a, a thing on the winter shelter. Click on it. It'll it'll have listings of the different jobs. It'll give you a link to a program that we use. It's called Sign Up Genius. And you can go in. You can enter your name and your information. It'll record everything. It also shows you who else is working on those days. So, you know, if you want to take your Bible study team or your, um, you know, small group, uh, they can you can sign them all up at once if you want and uh, just take take one of the days and say, we're going to do it. That's fantastic. And is it okay to give the phone number out? Yeah, the okay. phone number is a, it's a uh, Google Voice uh, number. So there's three of us on the heart board that have that. Okay. But uh, it would be, uh, it, it most looks- of the time it'll roll to voicemail, but uh, we will call back as soon as we can. Okay, and that number is 916-542-0615, correct? That is correct. Okay. Matt, you're a beautiful man. <laughs> Thank you for everything that you're doing. Sure, it's, it's fantastic. Sure. It's it's great to see how you're putting feet to your faith, yeah. living out the mission. Uh, talk about transformation. Uh, this is this is just beautiful. And thank you for making us aware of the conversation and the opportunities for us to get involved this season. Well, I thank you. And um, you know, I'm I'm fairly new here at Lakeside, and I've just been so impressed with the uh, the ability for people to jump in and get involved. So this is just another opportunity for them to do that to actually show that they are passionate and productive followers of Christ. That's awesome. Thanks again. All right, thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll get back to you soon. Once again, this is Pastor John Voles of Lakeside, and we've been talking with Ed Kelly of Heart of Folsom. Peace.